another conversation from Loretta's front page. Conversations that get to be had and heard. Right or wrong, there's no good or bad. It's really how we experience that. And so if you are someone who loves setting New Year's resolutions and they work for you and you stick to them and you feel like you're really making progress and you're tracking that, then go for it. You know, do what works for you. Some people might think, well, news resolutions don't tend to work for me so well. And so maybe for you, it's more around an intention or a temperature check on how am I going in this particular area of my life? Am I happy? You know, are there any tweaks that I want to make? And so I would just suggest to do what works for you and use the language that works for you, the techniques, the tools that work for you and not feel like we need to adopt what we're being marketed, what we're being sold, what we're being, you know, all the things that are surrounding us telling us, yes, you know, make this your best year yet. Yeah, because I think um, what it tends to have is this connotation, this underlying thing is that there's something wrong at the moment. So you need you need a new you. Like you, what you've got going on ain't so great, girlfriend, so you need to step it up. That that's the That's the feeling that I get when I see when it's marketed in such a sort of um, targeted way. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot to be gained by the people that are marketing that to us often. You know, they they are selling us something or there's a program or whatnot. And so, you know, there can be a vested interest in that. But, you know, as a coach, we are coming from the perspective that we are all whole and we all have everything that we need. And so there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing that you need to change or shift unless you choose to do so. So, you know, you might choose to make some changes for 2023 and that is fantastic if that's what you want to do. But I really like to step away from that feeling of any type of I should, I must, I have to because that's what other people or society is telling me to do. And I think that really adds to that feeling of um, heaviness, you know, or weight upon us at this time of year. And that I suppose I've alluded to with these, you know, the summertime blues, like feeling like, ah, I just haven't got my, my stuff sorted. You use the word intentions. You said like if the idea of New Year's resolution doesn't necessarily work, you'd rather talk about intentions. Can you speak a little bit more about what you mean by that word? Yeah. So rather than I think New Year's resolutions, we can set almost flippantly And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you've had a couple of glasses of champagne on New Year's (laughs) Eve. I'm sure we've all been there. And you think I'm going to set a fitness goal or a, uh, I don't know, an exercise goal or an eating goal or whatever it is. And so you can set these big goals and then not really realize what's involved or not factor that in because we can all set a massive goal. Mm. So an intention is more like, how would I like this to be? What am I intending to do? And by that, I mean being really honest with ourselves about this is what I'm prepared to commit to. A goal is just a goal unless we're taking any action. It's just words. And even if we don't speak them out loud, it's our thoughts. And so we need to to achieve the goal. We need to take action. And so when you're thinking about an intention, I say, what what are you really prepared to do? If you want to get fitter this year, are you prepared to get up and go to the gym or bypass, you know, sitting on the couch and binge Netflixing, binging Netflix or whatever <laughs> it is, that's the right way around. So set an intention for how you want things to be, but also how you're going to show up and who you're going to be in that time. Does that make sense? It does. And I have to say, I've, I've been reading a few of your blogs and yeah. um, 
and I really liked you were sort of saying, if you've got a goal, and we're going to go on to goals in a minute, if you've got a goal to um, walk the Camino Trail in Spain, <clears throat> maybe that's mine um, at some stage. <laughs> mine too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> at some time. Um, you were sort of talking about it's it's one thing to set the goal, but it's another thing to think about, well, who who gets who do I get to be? Or the person who does the walk in the Camino Trail, like what do they do? What are their behaviours? What are their characteristics? Um, and th- is that what you mean by who do I get to be? Yeah, because you and I can both have a goal right now, Loretta, to walk the Camino Trail. And that sounds wonderful. We'll get a real little buzz of adrenaline and cortisol and all the feel-good things. And we haven't had to do anything. And so it's a way that we can trick our brain into feeling like we're making progress or we're we're ticking something off or we feel good about ourselves because look at me, I've set this great goal. And I just want to frame out that this is subconscious. We're not necessarily doing this with any awareness that we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to be kind to ourselves too. This isn't a space for judgment and criticism. Uh, but what would be required if I want to walk the Camino? I'm probably going to need to do some training. I'm probably going to need to invest a significant amount of money into airfares and travel gear and hiking gear. So I probably need to be consistent. I probably need to be, uh, you know, self-driven. I'm I'll need to take action even when I'm maybe not feeling that motivated when it's cold in winter and I would rather stay in bed than get up and fit in a walk before or a run or whatever it is before work. So it's those things around who is the sort of person who walks the Camino, who has successfully walked it, what attributes did they embrace and embody to do that and am I prepared to do that? So is this the reason why sometimes we can set this you know, lovely goal and get that um, that flood of, you know, feel-good hormones. Is this why sometimes we find that we're a bit crappy at actually achieving goals? Like, is this because, is this where we come unstuck? Because we have that instant thing, the instant hit, and we don't actually look and break down what it is that's required? Is it, is it, but surely we do that. Surely people are good at understanding that I'm going to have to train like how why don't we stick to our goals what is that thing that stops us <laughs> i know it's frustrating isn't it well really this is where we can start to self sabotage our goals because we can set the goal and if we're not 100% on board with it subconsciously which is hard to know because subconsciously we don't have awareness of it. That's right. But I said I would do it. So isn't that enough? Yeah, go on. Yeah. And so if there is a discrepancy between self-sabotage is putting roadblocks in our own way. I say that I want this. I say that I want to walk the Camino and then I stop doing any kind of walking or training for it or getting organized. So we need to really take action towards a goal for it to be real, you know, Mm. otherwise it's just words. But anytime that we have that disconnect between I'm over here at uh, point A and I want to get to point B, but I don't really want to do the steps in between to take me there, that's when we start to self-sabotage. So we do the actions that are opposite to what we want, even though we said we want that thing. Yes. and and It's in in direct opposition. Yeah. You've got this funny look on your face and it's like, it sort of hurts your brain even when you think about it like that. Like, why would anyone do that? But uh, hello, raising hand in studio, and I'm sure other people listening and nodding going, yeah, I, I, I tend to do that too. I want the thing, but I'm not prepared to do the do or I put things in my way. And it is frustrating because logically we understand. We understand that there's work to do. 
actions to do, tasks to do, steps to do. Uh, but emotionally or subconsciously at some level, or we have a belief that we're not good enough to, to have that. You know, we want to mm. be fit or we want to make a certain amount of money or whatever the things are, and we don't actually believe that we're worthy of that, we will still self-sabotage that. We have a belief that I'm not really a person that walks the Camino. I'm someone that sits on my couch and eats pizza. You know, if that's our identity belief, then it's in direct opposition to what we say we want as well. Okay. What's a tip? What what are we going to do to shift that? Because it's one thing to be, create awareness around it. What 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 do we get to do about this self sabotaging? And I know, you know, there's probably a lot of work that gets to be done. But yeah. where would people start? I think awareness is a really good first step because if we're not aware that we're doing it, we can't change it. So yeah. awareness precedes all change, and that's important. A next step is to to get really just honest with ourselves. Am I prepared to do that work? I'm actually really not. So I'm not going to set that goal. I'm going to look for something else that feels really aligned and something that's really doable. In the work that I do with my one-on-one clients, a lot of the time they set goals or intentions that are just really big. I'm going to meditate for 45 minutes every day. I'm going to go to the gym you know, six days a week or five days a week or even four days a week, but they're not going at all right now. And so I like to tell people to start way smaller than you think you are going to do in reality, because then you're getting some momentum, then you're getting some runs on the board, then you're starting to feel good because you are making progress. And it's much better to be honest with yourself about what you can achieve and what you're what you're willing to commit to than to pretend and kid yourself that you're going to do something really massive and then it doesn't pan out and then we're back in this cycle of knocking our self-esteem, we're judging ourselves, we're criticising ourselves, we're beating ourselves up. Mm. I'm just leaving a little pause just to let that sink in. Yeah. Because I think I think the tendency is to dream big, dream large. And we're told that set a, a big, hairy, audacious goal. You know, that's the that's the phrase. Yep. But what you're saying is if we dream too, too large, then we're just um, reiterating the cycle over and over again. It's too much of a disconnect. Yep. It's too much of a disconnect from where we're at now. It seems too big of a leap. And so... It's much better to set a goal that you feel you can really, not that's not a stretch at all because otherwise, you know, you're probably doing it already, Mm. but something that is a little bit of a stretch that you're then going to get some progress with rather than having something massive that you just sit there thinking, you know, how am I going to do this? And it just reinforces that I am a bit of a lazy cow that does sit on the couch and never does anything and doesn't achieve my goals. Yeah. Which takes us right back to the summertime blues. Kylie, thank you so much for coming in and just giving us that sense of awareness about what we might be doing uh, and giving us that just that one tip, just about breaking it down, making it a little bit smaller. And I like the other thing about getting honest with yourself. Yeah, really important. I love it. And be kind to yourself. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I can see that um, we've got Beth sitting out there. I'm going to give Beth a wave. She's sitting in the uh, sitting out there waiting to come on. And she is going to be talking all about self-compassion. So this is our next little piece in the puzzle. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Awesome.